Hello and welcome back to Equity, the TechCrunch podcast, where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. It is September 26th, 2022, and yes, this is Alex, and I am fully in agreement with you. We could use more three-day weekends. Anyways, lots to get through this morning, but before we do, do not forget that Disrupt is coming up in October, and if you need a ticket and want to save a couple bucks, use the code EQUITY. It'll save you 15% off, and it'll make the show look really good internally, so we love that. All right, all that aside, let's do the news. Next up, a look at markets. And I'm just going to say this. Things are a mess. So I'm sorry to once again be the bearer of bad news. Unless you are an American going on holiday in the UK, in which case you might be getting one hell of a deal thanks to the pound losing a huge chunk of its value in recent days. More on that later. Anyways, stocks. Well, they're real bad over in Asia. The Korean Kospi index fell around 3% today. The Japanese Nikkei 225 lost nearly 2.7% and shares were lower in China as well. So what's going on in Europe? Well, stocks are flat to down today with some exceptions, but I will say a somewhat lackluster trading day in Europe, albeit the best one out there. And then here in the United States, we are set for another set of roughly half point declines across the major indices. And even worse, SaaS cloud stocks are getting back down towards 52 week lows, which means lower valuations for public software companies, which in turn will harm the value at which startups can raise, especially those in later stages of of formation. Much like stocks, the world of crypto has seen a mostly negative last 24 hours with major tokens losing a point or two of value. But for the decentralized world, those price movements are really nothing special. So where are we in dollar terms for major tokens? Well, I pulled that for you. Bitcoin remains below the $19,000 mark. ETH, the Ethereum token, is under $1,300. And somehow, magically, to my complete chagrin, Dogecoin remains a top 10 cryptocurrency by market cap and admittedly flawed stat. And the value of NFTs sold appears set to drop again this month, sequentially looking at OpenSea as the key trading market for those assets. But if you were hoping for an NFT revival, well, it's not coming. Yet, at least. Let's talk about a couple of startups. And from TechCrunch's own reporting today, we're going to riff on Vindies. Yes, it was launched back in January of 2020, which makes it in the startup world a COVID baby. Anyways, originally, it wanted to solve the challenges and inefficiencies in Nigeria's highly fragmented food sector using a marketplace model that connected suppliers and farms to restaurants and food businesses with deliveries facilitated within 24 hours. That's according to TechCrunch about what the company used to do. However, since then, it has shifted to a model that kind of makes it less of a middleman, and now it's more a company where, building on its relationship with food suppliers, it buys discounted products in bulk, stores them, and makes deliveries through third-party logistics partners to food-related businesses, once again per TechCrunch reporting. The company raised $3.2 million last October and just closed a $30 million Series A, which included $20 million worth of equity funding and another $10 million in debt. Here's my take. Cool company, cool model, very complicated business. So let's see how all this vertical integration works out for Vindies and if it becomes a model for other startups in Africa. 
What do you do when the local rent-a-cop at your high school catches you smoking behind the gymnasium? You disperse! And that's also the name of a company founded in 2015. TechCrunch writes that Disperse is a UK-based construction tech company that offers an artificial intelligence, or AI, powered platform to help project managers track work and capture data from building sites. The company also just raised $16 million in funding. Now, if that description didn't actually help much, let me tell you what it does. The company's product involves, quote, someone employed on the site, for example, a project manager, walking around equipped with a standard 360 degree camera at regular intervals. And then what happens is that imagery is fed into the dispersed platform, which processes the images, applies computer vision techniques, and then finds out what's actually happening. So you walk around, you take some photos, and then Disperse does some magic to let people outside the construction site know what's going on. I've heard of companies doing similar things to this before, but the construction market is so huge around the world that it seems doubtful that any single player is going to win. And kind of to that point, our own Paul Sawyers writes that other notable players in the space include San Francisco-based OpenSpace, which recently closed $102 million in funding, and Israel's BuildBots, which recently closed $60 million in financing. In his view, quote, it's clear that investors are still keen on backing the next big construction industry movers and shakers. And frankly, I'll just say this. It's nice to see UK funding rounds at the moment, given the economic turmoil that the country is currently experiencing. What's going on over there in the British Isles? Well, new governmental policies relating to tax are causing the pound to sell off like near expiry hotcakes. Welcome to the strong dollar world, I guess. Things are changing. Next up, I have three quick hits to send you off right onto this Monday morning. And the first one is under the headline, Red Notice. What's going on? Well, according to TechCrunch, Interpol has issued a red notice for Do Kwan, requesting law enforcement agencies worldwide to locate and arrest the Terraform Labs founder whose blockchain startup collapsed earlier this year and wiped out dozens of billions of dollars of value. Now, why is he in trouble? Well, Kwan faces charges in South Korea for that wipeout of investors' money, according to prosecutors. However, the other side of this argument is that the notice against Kwan, which a spokesperson for the South Korean prosecutors confirmed to TechCrunch, may set the wrong precedent for the crypto industry and harm innovation, especially if Kwan didn't knowingly defraud investors and customers, several industry executives have said in recent weeks. That's the kind of other side of this argument, which is, what if he wasn't malicious and was instead just very stupid? Is that criminal? Well, I don't know the answer to that, but I do know that the red notice is news, and that's why I've shared it with you. The next item was an absolute surprise, and it's that TikTok may find regulatory reprieve in the United States. And the Times had this this morning, and I haven't had a chance to really dig more deeply into it, so I'm going to quote from their reporting. The New York Times, I quote, The Biden administration and TikTok have drafted a preliminary agreement to resolve national security concerns posed by the Chinese-owned video app, but face hurdles over the terms as the platform negotiates to keep operating in the United States without major changes to its ownership structure. So what is involved in this possible agreement? The Times writes that the deal could include changes to data security and changes to data governance, yes, without requiring the company to sell. Now, TikTok is currently an American political football, as well as, I would say, the rising light in the world of social media and social networking. If it lost the U.S. market, that would have been a blow to itself and also parent company ByteDance, and also to links between Chinese and American economies. However, if this TikTok deal works out, perhaps we could see other apps follow suit and keep some Chinese services active in the United States if that's something that you are in favor of. 
Next up from the world of quick hits, the iPhone and India. According to TechCrunch, Apple has begun to assemble the iPhone 14 models in India, locally producing the current lineup for the first time in the same calendar year in the world's second largest smartphone market, as analysts predict a greater shift in the American giant's future manufacturing. Still working with the same companies, though, the company's global partner Foxconn is manufacturing the device in a facility near Chennai, and their locally produced iPhones will go on sale in India later this year. So how is it a change? Well, Apple began locally assembling smartphones in India in 2017, but until this year, the iPhone maker has used the manufacturing facilities in India to assemble older generation handsets. Apple launched the iPhone 14 earlier this month, of course, so to see it already made in India shows a shift in Apple's manufacturing plans. Just to close out here, this is the last Equity Monday of Q3 2022, which means that we are about to enter the fourth quarter, and that means both Disrupt and the holiday season. TechCrunch is busy, busy gearing up for our big event, which I think is going to be a real bop, so much so that I even bought three new pairs of shoes as this is my first year hosting one of the main stages. So pray for me, and uh, it's going to be wild and good and fun. Anyways, goodbye. Q3 2022, you cost us all far too much of our net worths and sanity, and I'm done with you. I am, however, looking forward to earnings and data that we will get as Q4 kicks off, but that is all the time we have this morning, friends. So before we go, don't forget, Equity is a code to save money on Disrupt Tickets and TechCrunch Plus access. You can follow Equity on Twitter, where we tweet under the handle EquityPod. I tweet under the handle Alex, and we're back Wednesday morning and Friday morning. See you then. Equity Mondays are hosted by myself, Editor-in-Chief of TechCrunch Plus, Alex Wilhelm. We're produced by Teresa Locansolo with editing by Kel Keller. Bryce Durbin is our illustrator, Alyssa Stringer leads audience development, and Henry Pickovet manages TechCrunch Audio Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back next week.